0: How ironic do we think it is that I've been talking mad shit about Anthony Davis breaking his back, and now I literally can't get off my couch right now because oh. I I feel like it's connected. Witchy women. My neck. My back. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucked up, fam. <laughs> okay, I can't move. You are now listening to Babes in Ball Land.
1: Hey guys, it's Babes in Balland and we are back.
0: I just feel super low energy. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe you feel
1: super low energy because the last Thunder game you went to was
0: (laughs) um, kind of a mess. Let's talk about Saturday night because it didn't really go the way... I had planned for it to go. First things first, LeBron didn't play, and he then Anthony sat. Davis jumped on a plane
1: to the Packers game. Oh and my was gosh! Doing like, well, first he was doing like post game interviews. Did you see where he was like mock interviewing Ray-Sean Rondo?
0: Yes, it was it was pretty good. And I know you that. saw
1: all the tweets where they were like, "AD to the Bucks."
0: <laughs> yes, I saw that too. <laughs> um, I'm. <laughs> I do think it's pretty funny that he came flying in for the Packers game, and then he missed the following game, too. Like, I, know, <laughs> yeah. like, I know he can't help it that his back's hurt, but why are you being a world traveler if your back's hurt? And actually, his butt's hurt. It's his butt, yeah. Yeah, it's a butt um, injury. I
1: do have a quote that I would like to lead this Lakers-Thunder breakdown with from <laughs> um, our friend Tim, who also went to the game. He messaged me and said, I'm going home now. That game was like going to a friend's house to play, and they ended up getting a whooping, and they're embarrassed, you're embarrassed, and it's just best for everyone if you take yourself home.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it, it was not a good look. Like, in hindsight, I do kind of understand, like, having that huge emotional Rockets game on Thursday and then coming out a little flat on Saturday, like. In hindsight, I guess it kind of makes sense, but when things started going wrong, it was just all wrong. I think they gave up maybe 41 points in the first quarter. It was
1: definitely... I definitely was, like, I guess they're hungover still, as far as, like, you said, from just the big night, the big win.
0: Like, one of my major takeaways from the game is that Kyle Kuzma's hair looked more like mac and cheese in person than I was expecting it to. And I feel like from a basketball standpoint, that's pretty weak. Like, that's what comes to mind when I think of the game. (laughs) You know, not a lot of, like, the play. So, it was kind of a hard one to sit through too but i didn't want to leave but it was it was well, not we good showing rallied
1: deficits before
0: and yeah and like
1: they did now cut i it,
0: it. <laughs> like
1: they did cut it like quite a bit they were able to really cut the deficit towards the end but kyle kuzma macaroni and cheese hair or not he led yeah. the weapon with 36 points
0: he looks so good and like first I get down there I get parked LeBron did not play he sat out with a cold and Anthony Davis was also still out with his back injury and then Nerlens was out for the thunder so the Lakers didn't even have most of their main players, and they still beat the crap out of us.
1: Yeah, we were not, they were not fully staffed. Uh, everywhere I looked, everyone was talking about Vintage Rondo, because Rajon Rondo looked really good with 29 yeah, points, did. 12 rebounds, and 8 assists. And it was like, there was definitely a lid on the Thunderbucket, because there was nothing we could do.
0: No, nobody could get anything going like I said, at the end of the first, it was 41-19. to 19. It was 73-49 to 49 at halftime. The Lakers just absolutely could not do any wrong, and it was super lopsided. Now, I did like in the second half, Kuzma and Gallo were kind of matched up, so we did get a little action there. Gallo, he showed more... I think, passion than I've ever seen from him. I kind of joke around that I think he's aloof. But, I mean, he got a technical in the second half on a call he didn't get. And him and Kuzma matched up pretty well. So that was fun for a little bit. Yeah, overall, it was just pretty painful to watch.
1: I don't feel like the final score, 125-110, really tells the story about how glaring The loss was the halftime deficit, 73 to 49, was the largest one of the season. And Gallus said that they just weren't able to match their intensity from the first minute.
0: I mean, that's very true. It really is. And like I said, I don't know if it's because they were coming off that big Thursday game. After the first quarter, they did match up with the Lakers pretty evenly. And I think they even outscored them in the third and fourth, but it wasn't enough to overcome that huge first quarter deficit. So it's like from there on out, they were trying and it just, they just fell a little short. So it and wasn't... Maybe they were
1: just nervous and had a hard time getting things going because after the showing for the Rockets, I feel like there would yeah. definitely be a lot of pressure to perform, especially since... Um, Anthony Davis and LeBron James were going to be out.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the Chesapeake was pretty full. I mean, there was quite a few Lakers fans there to see LeBron, but overall, I mean, there was a good showing. It just, it just fell flat. And Kyle Kuzma looked good. I think he, let me see, he ended up four for six for threes with seven rebounds and 36 points and he just he couldn't miss
1: trying to let lebron know before
0: trade deadline
1: but yeah i'm solid He's an <laughs> i'm
0: good yeah just letting know do you want to get into our new segment do you want to do your mr thunder first or do you want me to go first maybe I'll we should first. like lay down the guidelines we've set for ourselves okay you say the rules and okay. i'll go first So we are going to alternate who picks their Mr. Thunder first. So for instance, if I go first and I pick Steven, Amanda can't pick Steven and she has to come up with somebody else. And then we'll kind of flip flop for our cupcake award. So we can't pick the same person and we have to kind of give our reasonings why. I will go first. My Mr. Thunder is too gallo for his intensity and frustration
1: He was really starting to show a lot of personality on the court, especially when he got that technical, which I like because it's something that you can kind of start to use as a motivator. And uh, he had 24 points, and I feel like he was my Mr. Thunder.
0: I'm on board. That's actually who I had picked as well, but I will pick somebody else. He just was more into the game than I think he had been previous games, and I liked it. Locked in. He was talking trash. Um, Yes. I think whenever they called it a charge, so he got the offensive foul, and he looked right at Kyle Kuzma, and he said flop. Like, you could just see it on the big screen. So he was definitely into it, and I think he was deserving of a Mr. Thunder Award. Since you picked Gallo, I'm going to pick SGA, and it's for $1 play in particular he was driving to the basket and he was coming in with his left hand he faked left and then rolled right for the prettiest easy bucket ever it was just a pretty play so he's gonna get my mr thunder since he already stole gallo
1: sga was my alternate so i feel like we're on a good roll there
0: yeah and he had 24 points and eight rebounds i just thought it was a pretty solid game for him.
1: So next we're going to do the big perk. Thanks for your cupcake. And I would like to send that award to LeBron James for his flu-like symptoms. <laughs> but on the court, he was out there interacting, being himself. It was kind of like Oklahoma's predicted snow and weather. Like we were supposed to get all this wild weather and it sounded scary like flu-like symptoms But it ended up not being that big of a deal. LeBron James, Big Perk thinks you're a cupcake.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a portion where I saw LeBron talking to Alex Caruso, and they were, like, face-to-face. And I'm like, I don't feel like y'all would be out here that close with flu-like symptoms, okay? I just feel like I was lied to a little bit. They kind of tried to walk it back later.
1: And they said he had a chest cold. And I'm like, no, you dropped the flu-like symptoms first, the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's where they started. Um, I did kind of struggle for my Cupcake Award. So this is super nitpicky. And it's honestly just because I want to see more from him. I'm going to give it to T-Ferg. He played 24 minutes zero for two on his shots with zero points. Now I know like he has been an asset defensively and I'm not asking him to come out here and get 30, but can I get five? Can I get six T-Ferg? Like I just need a little bit more. So yes, the defense is there, but I want more from him. Also the little, Oh no, sorry. (laughs) Also the little beard goatee. I'm not a fan. (laughs) It is a little bit awkward. I know it's like in that it's in some kind of in-between phase, but that also kind of got factored into the Cupcake Award. It was a small (laughs) percentage. So
1: I think that pulls us into Monday's game, Thunder versus the Timberwolves, with a really nice recovery win.
0: Yeah. um, They kind of started out a little bit slow, but they did have the lead at halftime. I also liked, before this game on Sunday, we saw a picture of Chris Paul and SGA at the Blues game together, the Oklahoma City Blues, so I thought that was cute. And also, Chris Paul got a technical in this game. Getting a little testy with the technicals. I like it. Yeah, the olds are out here getting a little fired up. I like it.
1: Uh, Gallo had 30 points this game. Before we get into, like, SGA's amazing night, Gallo had 30 points.
0: Yeah, I thought Gallo looked good. I think Steven had, like, five assists, so that was kind of a little different for him, too. I just feel like each player did a little something extra that they normally don't do. So, overall, I thought it was a good team win. Uh,
1: Steven had... 13 points, 5 assists, 11 rebounds, and 3 steals, which I feel like for someone who had kind of a difficult night, that's a great stat for me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't really know what happened the first time that he needed to take a little time out. He got fouled on the dunk, and then he was crouching down for a little bit, and then he did eventually go shoot his free throws, but he definitely asked for a little bit of time. So I don't really know what's going on there, and that was for, and that was before like the event,
1: the event of the picking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he always gets hit there. I I just don't <laughs> understand. Didn't somebody on Twitter say big target? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they responded to me. But I'm like, honestly, like, I'm just not understanding why this has happened so many times. Poor Stephen. And like, I didn't even see it happen during the play. So I was like rapid fire messaging Amanda and I was like, he's down. He's not getting up. I think he's big hurt. And then they said he got kicked in the balls again, and I'm like, I just don't, I don't get it. You said, did it happen again? (laughs) It did, it did. (laughs) But I mean, he was down for a long time, and I was like, this is it, season ending. But he just got kicked in the balls. Say those words. (laughs) I know. I was super fired up because he had already kind of been taking his time before.
1: Before we get into the main event of the Timberwolves game, Dennis Schroeder did have 14 points. He kind of had a wild game. Um, SGA, though, is the big news. 20 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists.
0: Yeah, that's just an insane stat line. It was his first career triple-double, and it was a pretty special one, too. They said that SGA and Russell Westbrook are the only guards with a 20-point, 20. 20-rebound 20 triple-double over the last 30 years Which in just the seems NBA. like a
1: blessing.
0: When I got that update, I just felt, I kind of like, I guess felt settled with this team. Like we got the rest ending and then that comparison. And I just feel like I'm ready to move on with the new Thunder team.
1: SGA is sitting in some good company, too. He's the fourth second-year player in the NBA to register a 2020 triple-double, which puts him in company with Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, and Oscar Robinson. So that's super
0: exciting, and it's only his second year. Yeah, I know everybody was watching his stat line early because he had, like, seven rebounds with a good chunk of time left in the second. Like, I want to say the second period. Sorry, that's hockey. Second quarter has <laughs> just started. I'm sorry, Sidney Crosby's back tonight, okay? I'm super amped up. We're recording this before the game, and I'm pretty fixated. Daddy's back. Yeah, daddy's back, and I'm excited. But SGA had quite a few rebounds early, so everyone was kind of watching him, and it just kind of worked out perfect. You know, he passed the ball to Dennis. Dennis hit a three, and yeah, he got the triple-double. I
1: like that his – he said his coach had encouraged him to do more things because he thought that he had the potential. And SGA said, I feel like I could do more too.
0: Yeah. It's just I thought simple. that was cute. So <laughs> then, like, he was talking about Billy kind of challenging him. And then, you know, Dennis tootled over because Dennis, he cannot mind his own business. So he had to come over for the interview, and that was cute. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good team win. We got that SGA moment, and it really excited me for the future, too, because SGA is a baby. He is a baby, and you could stay. Yeah, we can hang out. You We're can pretty stay cool. with us. So, yeah, I really don't have too many complaints with this game. I have
1: zero complaints with the Timberwolves game.
0: Yeah, and then I even liked after the game, and then even this morning on Twitter. No, not Twitter. Wow, my I'm just super worked up about this game, okay? But we saw all the cute interactions with Shay and Chris Paul and making some baldy references, and it's just a lot of fun.
1: They're just being the Oklahoma City funder, and they're lifting each other up and teasing each other, and it's really fun to watch and be a
0: part of. Yes. So I think we have, what, Toronto on Wednesday?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: The Feet Friday, and then Portland Saturday? Portland, yep. Big game game. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) don't call him that (laughs) that face haunts me okay i know you know the one yeah everybody knows the one (laughs) that was the worst meme that ever hit the internet i literally can't let it go it's very hurtful yeah well i'll go first yeah my mr thunder is obviously sga i mean he got his first triple double i don't know what more i can say
1: My favorite thing ever about this, and this is already shaping up to be fun, is I made, I wrote down Mr. Thunder obviously SGA. Yeah, that's exactly just what I put. But
0: my first choice. Oh, sorry. He just looked good. Like the twenty rebounds, that's impressive to me. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: My actual first choice for this, which I love because you just gave him a cupcake award, my Mr. Thunder Award goes to Terrence Ferguson for his excellent game against the Timberwolves. And after dealing with some personal issues in the fall and getting some harsh harsh criticism from myself included, I feel like his 14 points, including that monster duck and three rebounds, is just what Terrence Ferguson needs to turn this around.
0: Yeah, he was also my second option for Mr. Thunder because I felt like if he looked rough in the Lakers game, he did look pretty good in the Timberwolves game. I think he even had, he was like two for two with six points early in the first, so he had a good start, nice finish. I did think he had an overall good game, too.
1: T-Ferg,
0: Mr. Thunder. Do you want to do your cupcake?
1: My cupcake award isn't really a cupcake award, but it I don't know it's you'll I, it doesn't even matter. So my cupcake award is to Chris Paul for not scoring until the third quarter in the Timberwolves game. but I can't even really make it a cupcake award because he didn't need to score. No, he didn't need to. He didn't he didn't need to score. And I just had I told Jesse today I'm having a mental block with a cupcake award for this Timberwolves game. And so I finally just had to give it to Chris Paul for doing what we've been talking about. We think he's doing holding back to let these babies get settled.
0: There's sometimes like he's so non eventful in the first half that when I see him in the second half, I'm like, oh, yeah, Chris Paul. Who's that? Yeah, who's (laughs) that guy? It just gets a little, it's pretty extreme. I do think it's maybe intentional, but, yeah, I'm okay with him getting the cupcake. Who's yours? Dennis. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Dennis Dennis. (laughs) gets my cupcake award, one, because he dropped an F-bomb in SGA's interview, like, I have a potty mouth. I can't help it. So, like, generally, I like it. But also, like, the baby's on the TV, sir. Please don't drop the F bomb in the interview.
1: He said and he was then, sorry for the cussing.
0: Yeah. I mean, he did apologize <laughs> later. But there were also a couple moments in the game. I think it was early when he took that, um, he took a charge. And then, literally, the next play. It's like he didn't move his feet at all and then went right around him and scored an easy bucket. So it's like, I was like, yes, Dennis, thank you for the defense. And then the next play, there was no defense at all. And then I feel like in the second half, we got another Dennis air ball.
1: Yeah. I know what's coming. <laughs> the air and, ball. <laughs>
0: yeah. We got another Dennis air ball and it was, it was not even close. And then after that, the next play he came down and he got caught in the air and had a turnover. So there were just like know. a few moments where I was like, "Dennis, what are we doing? Focus, but, yeah, <laughs> focus, Dennis." Him and SGA were super cute post game, but sir, the f bomb.
1: <laughs> Aww, I like that award. Poor Dennis. <laughs>
0: I love Dennis, but... You're going to be
1: riding his ass this whole season.
0: (laughs) It's all out of love. I love him, but come on.
1: (laughs) Do you want to talk about baseball? Are you not ready for that
0: either? (laughs) I mean, I am ready for that. I'm actually in a good place. Well, I mean, the Astros are definitely cheaters. Like, anybody that's trying to deny that at this point.
1: You need to let it go. The moment we've been waiting for. (laughs) What's going to happen to the Astros? Let's talk about cheating. They did get it wrapped up before baseball season opened, which I do appreciate because I know I had requested that earlier this year.
0: It is kind of funny to me. And this is, hi, I'm a Yankees fan. It's funny to me that end result, Alex Cora, is going to take the biggest fall for it. You are fixated. Oh, my gosh. You're like, suck it, Boston. (laughs) Yeah, I know that, like, it's easy for me to sit here and talk trash about the Astros. They have always drove me crazy. 2017 hurt me a lot. 2019 hurt me a lot. But the main enemy is always the Red Sox. So I'm kind of living.
1: It's kind of like one of those deals where you just need to be like, yes, it happened. And this is what we're going to do about it.
0: Yeah, just kind of embrace it and move on. Um, it's like a bear I am hug. glad. Yeah, I am glad that they finally came out with the punishment. Even though we don't have everything yet, yesterday, manager AJ Hinch and GM Jeff Lunau, I think is how you say his name were both suspended 1 year for their involvement in the Astro's cheating scandal and I'm kind of I'm I'm going to walk through this as I found out the news because whenever I first heard that I was mad.
1: I don't really feel like yeah, I, it didn't seem like enough because I was reading some articles about Uh, the Reds manager who had been banned for life and what he had gotten banned for life for. And it just didn't really seem like that the punishment was fitting the crime.
0: Yeah. So those two got suspended for a year. The Astros lost their first and second round draft picks in 2020 and 2021, which really only means in five to 10 years, they're going to suck. Like it doesn't super affect anything now. And then the Astros were also given a $5 million fine, which is, it is the highest fine that they could give them, but it's also not that much to a billionaire, which I'm sure the um, owner is. So that really didn't matter that much to me either. So whenever that first came out, I was super angry because it didn't really seem like you could tell who the ringleader was. And that was kind of just the information that they led with. So after that came out, the owner of the Astros, Jim Crane, he met with the media and he announced that they were letting go A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lutnow. So I did probably enjoy that more than I should just because I, I'm petty and A.J. Hinch, he called us liars. OK, so I'm still super mad about that.
1: He also said, like, personally, like, if we would have known that the Yankees were going to be this worried about it, we would have done a lot more whistling soon. And it's just so entitled. Like, yeah, too much.
0: Yeah. Um, So I'm still pretty angry from those comments from this last playoff series. So as soon as. The owner fired those two. I did feel a little bit better. And then as soon as that came out, then they started saying that Alex Cora will be punished. But now that he is the Boston Red Sox manager, he's kind of tied up in that investigation but Alex Cora's name came up 11 times in the commissioner's nine-page report on the Astros. Wow. Not Yeah. So as soon as that started coming out, I really felt, I guess, better with what they did with the Astros. I still think it was pretty lenient. Um, the players, including Carlos Beltran, who is now the Mets manager, they will not have anything done to them because they are protected under the players' union. And, yeah, they fired manager, general manager. And I did generally like Jim Crane's interview, but I don't know. Honestly, I think it's kind of hard to believe that he wouldn't have known that those things were going on, but he said he didn't, so I guess that's kind of that. Mm.
1: Do you think that... The Mets manager
0: Carlos Beltran should have been punished. So I know it gets kind of messy because at the time he was a player, he wasn't Mm -hmm. a manager, and I understand why the players are protected. It's just a really hard spot to be in because I mean, 2017 was the year that Jose Altuve won the MVP, and they said that they did it throughout. Pretty much the whole year I think and the playoffs. So I just don't know I guess I'm kinda of let down that nothing further was looked into with it awards just like that.
1: Brings to the forefront like player accountability. Mm-hmm. Like at what point like and we'll never know, but how many players were like This isn't okay, but they didn't want to lose their jobs. You know, like, it it is messy. It's very messy.
0: Yeah, and it's not like a single player using steroids. It was the whole organization. So I guess, like, in hindsight, I was mad whenever they suspended Hinch and Lunau for a year. I thought that was pretty weak. But then they ended up being fired, so I'm, I guess, okay with that. But then you look at it from the owner's perspective. He was only fined $5 million. And I know that sounds like a lot, but to him, it's really not. So he was pretty much untouched. The players are untouched. Carlos Beltron is untouched. And they're saying that Alex Cora will come down with the harshest punishment. So I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens there. But it is kind of funny to me. I do think it's kind of funny that Where we're ending up is Alex Cora is going to get the harshest punishment. Hey guys, this is Editing Jesse. And actually, right after we recorded this, the Red Sox announced that they mutually parted ways with manager Alex Cora. I'm sure it was mutual, right? I'm just kind of waiting to see what they give him, I guess. It was very
1: satisfying to me to hear, first of all, This morning when I was watching First Take, it was very satisfying for me to hear Stephen A. Smith say some things that you and I had talked about four weeks ago when we were like, yes, there's sign stealing. But this is too far, too long, too far. So, you know, it's good to feel like that our takes aren't completely off the mark all the time. And I also thought it was really crappy that the big announcement came on one of the biggest days in football history as far as like media attention yeah. um, there was a little joke this morning about maybe they'll announce Alex Cora's punishment on Super Bowl Sunday which I can really <laughs> yeah. appreciate because yeah. it and maybe it's just because it's a baseball thing but It's definitely not getting the attention that it deserves and like the massive span that I think is included. And so I guess we'll just see what happens over the next couple of weeks. And as baseball starts to fire up, do do you know
0: who's going to have to step in as their manager? So they named somebody, but I can't, I honestly can't remember. And I was listening to John Boy and Jake on Talking Baseball, and they were kind of talking about okay, so for the players, absolutely nothing happened to them. The World Series is like that win is not being taken away from them. The MVP is not being taken away from Jose Altuve. Carlos Beltran is not facing any type of repercussion at this time. So, what is stopping players from trying to do something like this again? And I see some high points to what they did as far as punishment, but I, I don't know that it's enough for it to not happen again. So I guess I'm still kind of a little unsettled after It is, it is unsettling,
1: especially if you're a Dodgers fan, a Yankees fan. It's uh, definitely unsettling.
0: So probably my favorite quote that came out of all of this, Phil Hughes said on Twitter, I'd like my career numbers against Altuve, Springer, and Correa erased from the record books. Seriously, though, it's bad. Can they do that? So then, like, people kind of started joking around about it, and I guess, like, in case I'm okay with it, My main problem with the initial stuff that they announced before any of the firings was you couldn't really tell who orchestrated it, but as soon as they said Alex Cora was waiting to be punished, I mean, it does seem like he's going to catch most of it. I've enjoyed watching the Red Sox fans kind of squirm a little bit. Now, this is where I get nervous, though, because I think the report said that there were like seven or eight other teams that... Obviously did not go to the extent that the Astros did, but there were some other teams mentioned. Well, today the Staten Island Yankees posted something for their giveaway night. It's like a little mini trash can. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I see you. That's super shady and I like it. But if anything ever comes out that the Yankees had any part in any of it and y'all are playing with trash cans, I'm going to be mad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know I saw that it's like the September 3rd giveaway <laughs> yeah so I'm like
0: I see you guys I super like that but your name better not be brought up at all or I'm going to be super pissed when this is turned into a meme I am glad that we finally got most of the punishment I would hope that Alex Cora stuff would come soon but I don't really know how in depth of an investigation they're doing for the Red Sox so hopefully we don't have to wait too long though I just want it to be over.
1: Can we have this wrapped up before baseball season starts so we can
0: enjoy things, let people enjoy things. And I know it will kind of end up like, if I say Barry Bonds, you say steroids. If I say Houston Astros, you say cheaters. Like I know you can't forget that, but I just wish, I guess more could have been done. But the limit that they could find the owner was $5 million. And I believe they said that that amount was set by the owners. So they're pretty much untouchable. So then they did suspend the people they could get to, the manager and the general manager. So, I mean, I know it's super messy and everybody has their own opinions, but I'm just kind of glad it's done. I guess that's why
1: there's... 200 Houston Astros pop sockets still for sale.
0: (laughs) You can find them at your
1: local TJ Maxx. I keep looking to see, and no one's buying, so I feel like we're in a good place (laughs) there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, One other statement that I did kind of enjoy, it came from Jeff Lunau after he had been fired. He said, I am not a cheater. And then he went on to say, the sign-stealing initiative was not planned or directed by baseball management. The trash can banging was driven and executed by players, and the video decoding of signs originated and was executed by lower level employees working oh. with the bench coach. Oh! Which the bench coach was Alex Cora. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that one plays out. He was like, "Keep my name out your mouth." Yeah
1: but it is but at what point is it his responsibility to step in and tell him
0: to cut the shit i also saw somebody post mike fires got aj hinch and jeff luna now fired and i'm like no i mean they got themselves fired they got
1: themselves fired it doesn't work like that we're grown up nobody yeah. makes you do anything
0: no and i haven't really seen much on Twitter from any Astros players. It was kind of brought up that Jose Altuve deleted his Twitter account. So we'll kind of see. I just think it's goes. weird too,
1: where everybody's like, all of a sudden, it's like Astro France on Twitter, turn on their team. And I'm like, just four weeks ago, they couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Because they didn't think that anything was going to happen. You know what I'm really excited about? Let's hear it. Will you do it? If I do it, will you answer me? You know (laughs) the answer. I mean, I don't know yet. Jackie, if she doesn't do this right, (laughs) how about them?
0: (laughs) No way, man. No way, man. Why? You're no fun. How about them chiefs? So, the Chiefs came out a little rough, too. The Chiefs had me angry. (laughs) Yes, I was like, oh, okay. But then they got it together. Let's
1: start small. You and I had wrapped up our recording, and I was anxious because Kelsey was still questionable. They announced him ready to play first things first Sunday morning. And in the first quarter, my notes go drop, 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 blocked punt, drop. <laughs> and it was terrible. And it was so hard for me as an OU fan, like to see Kenny Steeles run that playback for the Texans. Cause I'm like really happy for Kenny's moment, but really upset for the Chiefs. Because after the first quarter, it was Texans 24, Chiefs 0. And, you know, I'm like, we always do this.
0: Yeah, it was concerning. I still didn't think they were super out of the game, but I did not expect them to kind of take over the way they did either.
1: Patrick Mahomes, he was on the sidelines. He was rallying everybody up, begging them to stay focused, start something special. Everybody's already counted us out. And then I don't know what happened. They flipped the switch. And that was it. The Chiefs outscored the Texans 28 to nothing in the second quarter. Mahomes to Kelsey on repeat. Damian Williams had three touchdowns and putting them, putting Damian Williams and Mahomes, or sorry, putting Damian Williams and Kelsey in conversations with Jerry Rice for the 49ers, which is good company to be in. And I don't know what they, I don't know what happened to him. It was just like, when I was like, did they do that on purpose? Scoring
0: yeah I mean, when they started scoring, they didn't stop, but I'm like, why did it take so long to get something going? And it wasn't even Patrick Mahome's fault. like, oh no, they were literally just dropping everything. they just they would just
1: drop it, and I just yeah. don't I don't understand. Um, the first team they're the first team in history to win a playoff game by at least twenty points after trailing by twenty. Patrick Mahomes had three hundred and twenty one passing yards breaking a postseason record. And I I can't explain it. It was the most wild thing I've ever seen. Can they do it again? I don't know. Let's not
0: try it. Like, let's not go out there and try it again. Like, it was fun to have a little comeback win. But they scored, like, three touchdowns in under four minutes. Mm -hmm.
1: it was obscene another Sooner got their touchdown pass thank goodness it was for the Chiefs this time Um, Mahomes fifth touchdown pass was to Blake the Baildozer so that was lovely for me because I got my moment on both sides it's been 50 years since the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl
0: I remember messaging my mom because I'm pretty sure Travis Kelsey was listed as questionable because of his knee. Mm -hmm. But then, like, during the game, he was having a hamstring issue. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can't fix crazy. Like, I absolutely love him, and he's going to give it his all. I'm super nervous
1: about playing the Titans. Derrick Henry is a man. Yeah, he is. He's a wild man. And we lost to the Titans in the regular season on Week 10, and it was the last game we lost.
0: I know. So the Chiefs and the Packers are each on a redemption tour where hopefully they can beat somebody that beat them during the regular season.
1: I think you guys can beat the 49ers.
0: I think Aaron Rodgers has got it in his gullet. I am, I'm like excited and mad at the same time. Because I feel like I cruised through most of the season. Like, I was invested, but I didn't have expectations, really. And now I do. And if they lose, I'm going to be crushed. And, like, here we go again. Hi, it's me. Emotionally invested.
1: Check on your emotionally invested friends, because <laughs> sports are yeah. difficult. Because... I mean, did the I mean, all you can hope for is that the 49ers were too hot, too early, and that you guys are going to come in and be able to take care of business. Now, I will say that the Packers did exactly what you said in the last podcast that they needed to do. It, you said it will depend on how they come out, and they came out much stronger than they have in the past.
0: Yes, they did come out hot. Aaron Jones ran on the first possession, and then Devontae Adams got a first down. Jimmy Graham had a catch on third and eight. And then Rodgers finally threw to Devontae Adams for the touchdown. So as far as, like, an opening drive, all the pieces were there, all the big names. So they did come out and look good early. Brian Balaga was questionable for some flu-like symptoms. He did suit up and he was on the sidelines and then he wasn't in and he did eventually go back to the locker room. So they did have some cold issues kind of going around the locker room. Yeah, I mean, they did come out and look good. The second half, I know Russell Wilson was moving around more, but it just seems like they didn't really have an answer for him and he looked good he did look good you guys gave
1: him the ball a lot
0: (laughs) yeah time of possession (laughs) that was so bad it was hurtful like we literally gave him the ball probably the whole third quarter so (laughs) and there were some pretty fun Blake Martinez and Marshawn Lynch matchups and so that was fun to see overall like I feel like first half they were moving the ball well and then I think maybe Seattle came out and scored right after half, but then we responded with another touchdown. So at that point, I still wasn't super concerned, but then the Seahawks just kept scoring. And I was like, okay, so we're definitely going to like have to make a defensive stop sometime. That would be pretty cool. But they did eventually get it together, but it was closer than I would have liked. I am glad that Marshawn
1: Lynch went and got him one. Like, Yes, he did. Overall, I do generally like him, so I'm glad that he got him one, but I'm definitely glad you guys got the win. And I'm glad that both of our teams won, but we're inching closer to this moment. Oh, my gosh. It's (laughs) going to be awful. The Chiefs could play the Packers. It's definitely a question that hangs in the balance.
0: I also got two Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Andrews interviews, one pregame, one postgame. Aaron Andrews is a princess goddess mermaid, and I love her. Them and two together make a nice little yeah postgame um,
1: package. I'm glad it wasn't a sad interview.
0: Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I have expectations now. And I feel like the storyline is set. The ugly win Packers, you know, so I guess we'll see. I'm excited and I'm nervous because I just want to win so bad. I need to win so bad. I need your daddy to win win is what you need. Oh, my gosh. We may be running out of time. He did have (laughs) 243 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 160 yards and two touchdowns. And then Jimmy Graham had a couple of good catches. We've all seen the one where they gave him the first down. That was a highly talked about play. Mm -hmm. As for me... I, I don't know that it was a first down. Like, I'm going to take it, and the only reason I'm going to take it is because that call in the first half where Hollister caught it and fumbled, but he was ruled down, and Matt Lafleur did a coach's challenge, and we didn't get that because they said, yes, the Seahawks did fumble, but there was not a clear recovery on the Packers' side. So, I'm going to say that those two kind of just cancel each other out. A little but, moment. Yeah, but I think they definitely got both of them wrong. It was nice that, like, even though both of them were wrong, well, in my opinion, both of <laughs> them were wrong. Like, maybe they could kind of offset, but I'm going to take the Jimmy Graham first down, but it's a little questionable. I don't know how they could review it and be like, yep, he got it. It was, it was, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like whenever he landed, he was on the defender. So he wasn't on the ground, but I still don't even know. Like by the time he rolled, I don't know. I think the lucky part was for the Packers. It was ruled a first down, while they were playing, so then you have to have evidence to overturn it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what was in their favor, but I don't know. I could probably be persuaded either way on that one.
1: But at this point, we're going to take the outcome.
0: Oh, yeah, Packers moving on. Packers at 49ers Sunday at 540.
1: Chiefs at Titans at 2. So when you guys get started – We'll know somebody's fate.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm super nervous about that too. Normally <laughs> one of our teams has been knocked out by this point. So awkward silence. Awkward silence. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we have to. <laughs> yeah. Only if we have to. Yeah. I think that just leaves us into awards. Into awards. I do quickly just want to mention Chuba Hubbard said that he was returning to Oklahoma State next year. He announced it. I know. He announced it with a little video on Monday on his Twitter account. So we do get him back. Tylen Wallace is back. Spencer Sanders is hopefully going to be healthy. And I did not watch the championship game. Just like I promised I wouldn't. I didn't watch a
1: single stitch of it, but the Thunder were on, so it made it easy.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just wasn't interested at all. I kind of kept up with it on Twitter a little bit, but not interested. I mean, it happened the way that we thought it would. I'm glad that
1: everyone's favorite grandpa, Coach O... Got his go tigers moment because he's precious.
0: He is a precious angel. It just hurts me that he coaches for LSU. Well, and it also hurts that before that he coached for USC. So there's yeah. a kind of a ooh. ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's some negatives in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm questioning his judgment, but I guess let's do these awards. My yes queen award
1: goes to Travis Kelsey because. He shot an arrow through my heart with his hat trick. Football players don't get hat tricks a lot.
0: And I'm really excited that it happened for Travis Kelsey. It was literally, I think, three times in a row, Mahomes to Kelsey. And I'm like, okay, so this is what we're doing. And then it kept working, so I'm like, why change it? There was a
1: post put up that said, get you a teammate like Travis Kelsey. Said that Sammy Watkins admitted post game that he got down after the Chiefs fell into a 24-0 hole against the Texans, and he felt like, "Man, this was over." He said that he visibly could see Travis Kelsey checking his body language. He came over and checks on him. He told him to get adjusted and to get it together and
0: get reengaged. Well, and I love you, Travis. Yeah, yeah. Generally, yeah. Tiger shirts, car pictures, end zone dances. Hot wife. Well, yeah, hot wife. The whole thing. So my yes queen is going to go to Aaron Judge. And the reason why, if you will (laughs) remember, (laughs) in 2017... The AL MVP race was in between Jose Altuve and Aaron Judge. It was Judge's rookie season and I'm going to read off their stat lines to you guys. Um, Altuve ended up getting 405 points for MVP and Judge got 279. I want you guys to keep in mind Altuve is more of a contact guy and Judge is more of a home run guy. But Altuve's batting average was 346, and he had a 957 OPS. Judge's batting average was 284 with a 1.049 OPS. And Judge had 52 home runs, and Altuve had 24. So Judge did come in second. He did get the rookie home run record, which was then later beaten by... P. Alonzo for the Mets, which we're not really going to talk about because he did it with the juiced ball, and I'm still pretty mad about it. Anyways, Judge is going to get the yes queen because at the time, he had posted on Instagram, MVP, nobody more deserving than you. Congrats on an unforgettable 2017. And he posted a picture of him and Jose Altuve, which it came out yesterday. That he has deleted. So I feel like after all this Houston scandal, Judge out here with a little jab. He's hurt. Hurt and offended. And yeah, I mean, everybody knew it was between Altuve and Judge. So yeah, just a little jab. And I thought it was pretty low-key shady, and I'm here for it. Aaron Judge
1: doesn't really get too into stuff as far as like when things are messy or he's not like a loud mouth. And so that is just like his character. Like it was just a
0: perfect amount
1: of a response. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, he definitely went to the Derek Jeter. Did I just say Derek Jeter? He went yeah. to the Derek Jeter school of media training where you give him a little, but not a lot. So just like a slight dig, like I see you, but not an overall attack. My oh, honey,
1: I've been picking on Zion for what seems like <laughs> three weeks now, and so I'm just gonna keep it rolling with Zion asleep on the bench during the New Orleans Pistons game.
0: Yeah, that's he a was bad asleep. look. I mean, they zoomed in on his face, and he was asleep. Honey? There's no way to spin that. No. Um, He's also, like, supposed to make his NBA debut on Thursday versus the Jazz. So, I'm like, you could pay a little bit more attention <laughs> before your debut. Uh, considering how hot the Jazz are right now,
1: I would probably try to stay awake if it, you know, is all possible.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, I really don't even have words for that. I've literally never seen that before. I do like that my oh honey is also basketball related. I saw on Twitter at John underscore Mitchell three. He said Dame really shot Oklahoma City into a dynasty and himself into the lottery. So my oh honey is going out to big game Dame. Because it's pretty satisfying to me. (laughs) And we haven't even gotten into, like, our draft picks yet. No. And at the time, it crushed me. But it turned out to be everything I needed. We'll see. Maybe I'll go see Big Game Dame on Saturday.
1: Don't act like you're going to see Big Game Dame.
0: (laughs) (laughs) playing games. (laughs) We all know I'm going to see Carmelo. I'm not sorry for it. And I'm not
1: going to apologize. (laughs) Nope. My pinky power play. And I knew that it would probably come up before um, and you did it as a Mr. Thunder award, but I'm going to go ahead and keep it as my pinky power play of the week. It was SGA's assessment of the mismatch with him and Dwight Howard, AKA Larry, the cucumber. And I'd like (laughs) to kind of go off topic. I do not remember him being that jacked.
0: So, Those shoulders. Yes, but he also has, like, one of the weirdest butts I think I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) Well, Jay told me I was wrong. He was like, look at pictures from the Magic. He's always been that jacked. He said he thinks he's just, like, lost some weight. And so I did get in there, but I just – and maybe it was, like, the hair – I don't know. And I kind of, like you told me a couple weeks ago, forgot that Dwight Howard was playing. And so I know this is his redemption season tour, but to see SGA, like, assess the mismatch, and then he made it appear like he was going to shoot a reverse layup, which sent Dwight Howard right out of position, and he got that finger roll, and like you said, that's a power play.
0: I feel like some of the things that SGA look like, some of the things he does looks a little dysfunctional, but then, like, the end result is so pretty. hmm Yeah, so, when he popped that ball that way, I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like, it looks a little crazy sometimes, but the end result. My pinky power play is also Thunder-related. In the Timberwolves game, there was a moment where Steven was at the elbow and T-Ferg was in the corner. T-Ferg threw it to Steven. Steven did, like, a wraparound bounce pass to T-Ferg, and he dunked it. And, like, the section before the dunk, too, there was just awesome ball movement. And, yeah, they looked good.
1: It was good. Steven had a really good game, despite some sad stuff happening to him. (laughs)
0: Despite taking one for the team again. (laughs) Again.
1: I don't get it my Tim Tebow I'm excited award and this is really petty like this is just like me needing to talk about me but I am so excited that I feel like I put out into the universe that Kyrie Irving was gonna sit all season and I made so much fun of him last podcast literally the next day they said he was available for gameplay and I was like oh thank you for joining us (laughs) Kyrie
0: Kyrie has entered the chat. I'm like, cool. (laughs) I'm excited. My Tim Tebow, I mean, I've kind of already hinted at it. I'm trying to go to the Portland game on Saturday, Thunder versus the Trailblazers, trying to see Carmelo, and trying to see the Thunder, but trying to see Carmelo. Speaking of being excited, who
1: do the Penguins play tonight with? the return of Sidney Crosby. Girl, I don't even know who they play. I've blacked that what? part out. I've blacked that part out. His announcement, it was just like, doesn't matter. Doesn't it matter doesn't who matter. we play. Doesn't matter no. what happens. Like, no. Do you guys have home
0: ice? Like, I'm ready to get pregame fired up. Because I, if he's still hurt, I'll know. And I need to see. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. like, like, surely he's not but I'll fucking know (laughs) okay